0: The podcasts are taken from the four volumes, In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Poet's Corner. Today's feature is from Book 11, Part 42 of Milton's Paradise Lost. Podcast 61 is entitled, The Intercession, Part 6.
1: In the prologue to Book 11, Milton writes,
0: The Son of God presents to his father the prayers of our first parents now repenting and intercedes for them. God accepts them, but declares that they must no longer abide in paradise, sends Michael with a band of cherubim to dispossess them, but first to reveal to Adam future things. Michael's coming down. Adam shows to Eve certain ominous signs, He discerns Michael's approach, goes out to meet him. The angel denounces their departure. Eve's lamentation. Adam pleads, but submits. The angel leads him up to a high hill, sets before him a vision what shall happen till the flood.
1: The reason the flood came was because the earth was filled with violence. Milton is echoing Genesis 6, 12-13.
0: And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth.
1: Notice the phrase, all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth, meaning they had broken their covenants and turned away from God's word. As a consequence, the earth was filled with violence. The same conditions that existed in the days of Noah exist today. Adam rejoices that even after the world is destroyed by flood, that man will survive because of Noah, who was so perfect and just. He is thankful that God will forget his anger. Then he asked Michael the archangel about the rainbow.
0: O thou that future things canst represent as present, heavenly instructor! I revive at this last sight, assured that man shall live with all the creatures and their seed preserve. Far less I now lament for one whole world of wicked sons destroyed. Then I rejoice for one man, found so perfect and so just, that God vouchsafes to raise another world from him and all his anger to forget. But say... What mean these colored streaks in heaven distended as the brow of God appeased? Or serve they as a flowery verge to bind the fluid skirts of that same watery cloud, lest it again dissolve and shower the earth?
1: Michael tells Adam that the rainbow is a covenant between God and man that he will never again destroy the earth by water.
0: To whom the archangel Dexterously thou aimest, so willingly doth God remit his ire. Though late repenting him of man depraved, grieved at his heart, when looking down he saw the whole earth filled with violence, and all flesh corrupting each their way. Yet those removed, such grace shall one just man find in his sight, that he relents not to blot out mankind, and makes a covenant never to destroy the earth again by flood nor let the sea surpass his bounds nor rain to drown the world with man therein or beast but when he brings o'er the earth a cloud will therein set his triple colored bowl whereupon to look and call to mind his covenant
1: michael does however tell adam that in the end the earth will be destroyed by fire
0: Day and night, seed-time and harvest, heat and hoary frost, shall hold their course, till fire purge all things new, both heaven and earth, wherein the just shall dwell. Thus thou hast seen one world begin and end.
1: Milton is perhaps referring to
0: the words of Peter. 2 Peter 3, 6-7, and 10 whereby the world, that when was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up.
1: Michael explains that the next generation, speaking of the generation from Noah, will survive. He then says he will foretell the future. The second stock refers to the descendants of Noah.
0: And men, as from a second stock, proceed. Much thou hast yet to see, but I perceive thy mortal sight to fail. Objects divine must needs impair the weary human sense. Henceforth, what is to come I will relate. Thou therefore give due audience and attend.
1: The generation immediately following Noah will fear God and become very successful. The second source refers to the posterity of Noah.
0: This second source of men, while yet but few, and while the dread of judgment past remains fresh in their minds, fearing the deity with some regard to what is just and right, shall lead their lives and multiply apace, laboring the soil and reaping plenteous crop. Corn, wine, and oil, and from the herd or flock, oft-sacrificing bullock, lamb, or kid, with large wine offerings poured, and sacred feasts shall spend their days in joy unblamed, and dwell long time in peace by families and tribes under paternal rule.
1: The above refers to the second paradise, where everyone lives in harmony and peace, and everyone prospers. They all worship the same God. They all keep the same commandments, honor the same covenants, and follow the same ordinances. Then Michael warns Adam that one will rise who is not content with equality. He will become a tyrant. Causing war, and from that point on, there is a division in the world with its unending wars and bloodshed. To Milton, that is the second paradise lost. There is a parallel. Cain introduced violence into the world by killing his brother Abel, thus leading to the destruction of the first generation by flood. A similar thing happens to the posterity of Noah, thus leading to the destruction of the second generation by fire.
0: Till one shall rise of proud, ambitious heart, who not content with fair equality, fraternal state, will arrogate dominion undeserved over his brethren, and quite dispossess concord and law of nature from the earth. Hunting, and men not beasts shall be his game, with war and hostile, snare such as refuse subjugation to his empire, tyrannous.
1: Milton says they destroy harmony, dispossess concord, and violate the laws of nature. Those who do not bow to the tyranny of the state are executed. In other words, the world returns back to the way it was before the flood, only worse, fulfilling the words of Isaiah.
0: Isaiah 24, 4 through 6. The earth also is defiled under the inhabitants thereof, because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore hath the curse devoured the earth, and they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left.
1: The person who shall rise of proud, ambitious heart, according to Milton, is Nimrod. He is referred to as a mighty hunter.
0: And Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be mighty upon the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord.
1: Milton blames Nimrod for taking away man's freedom and establishing the first totalitarian state.
0: A mighty hunter thence he shall be styled before the Lord, as in despite of heaven or from heaven claiming second sovereignty.
1: That echoes the war in heaven where Satan tried to overthrow God. Nimrod is mentioned again in First Chronicles which said, He began to be mighty upon the earth. It is clear that Milton saw Nimrod as evil because he was an empire builder, and one cannot build empires without war. Also Nimrod founded Babel, or Babylon, who built the Tower of Babel which brought down a curse from God that led to the first division of mankind through the confusion of languages. The Tower of Babel is the symbol of class distinction and division and confusion. In the book of Revelation, Babylon is symbolic of a wicked world and all its evils, and at the Lord's second coming will be destroyed in a day. Nimrod represents the worst in man.
0: Where he is also referred to as, and from rebellion shall derive his name. Though of rebellion others he accuse. He with a crew. Whom like ambition joins with him or under him to tyrannize, marching from Eden toward the west, shall find the plain wherein a black bituminous gurge boils out from underground, the mouth of hell. Of brick and of that stuff they cast to build a city and tower whose top may reach to heaven, and get themselves a name lest far dispersed in foreign lands their memory be lost, regardless whether good or evil fame.
1: Michael shows Adam the Tower of Babel and the confusion of tongues.
0: But God, who oft descends to visit men unseen, and through their habitation walks to mark their doings, them beholding soon, comes down to see their city, ere the tower obstruct heaven's towers. And in derision, sets upon their tongues a various spirit to rasp out quite their native language, and instead to sow a jangling noise of words unknown. Forthwith, a hideous gabble rises loud among the builders, each to other calls not understood, till hoarse and all in rage, as mocked, they storm. Great laughter was in heaven, and looking down, to see the hubbub strange and hear the din. Thus was the building left ridiculous and the work confused named.
1: It is ironic that the Tower of Babel, which was built to connect earth with heaven, becomes the symbol that divided man from God. From that day on, man again begins to turn away from God, as pride and corruption and violence grow in the world. To Milton, it appears that everything evil came out of Babylon. As the scene unfolds before Adam's eyes, from the words of Adam, Milton gives one of the greatest talks on liberty you can find.
0: Whereto thus Adam, fatherly displeased, O execrable son, so to aspire above his brethren, to himself affirming authority usurped from God, not given. He gave us only over beast, fish, fowl, dominion absolute. That right we hold by his donation. But man over man he made not lord. Such title to himself reserving. Human left from human free. But this usurper, his encroachment proud, stays not on man. To God his tower intends siege and defiance. Wretched man! What food will he convey up thither to sustain himself and his rash army? for thin air above the clouds will pine his entrails and famish him of breath, if not of bread.
1: Milton asserts that God gave man absolute dominion only over beast, fish, and fowl, not over other men. Let me again refer you to Milton's theme, to justify the ways of God to man. For me, this is so brilliantly done as Michael interprets what Adam has just witnessed. He clearly shows that man brought upon himself his own misery. Notice that in the argument, Michael uses the term rational liberty. Because man turns against rational liberty, true liberty is lost. For liberty is based on reason, not emotion. True liberty is a rational act, and therefore any rational person would seek to be free. Milton sees tyranny as selfish and war as an irrational act. Milton says that liberty and reason are inseparable twins. When reason leaves, man immediately turns to inordinate desires or desires of the flesh or desires of the natural man. Rational man overcomes the weaknesses of the flesh and thus attains true liberty. Uncontrolled passions destroy liberty by separating government from reason, thus reducing man to slavery, slavery to his own passions, and slavery to a tyrannical government. We see very clearly in America and in the entire world exactly what Milton is saying. Uncontrolled passions will destroy freedom and invites the tyranny of power. Also, uncontrolled freedom will destroy liberty. Freedom can only be sustained when the majority of people are moral, according to the absolute moral laws of God. This is a pivotal moment in Paradise Lost. The first Paradise Lost was when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. That brought about the fall of man and brought sin into the world. The choice in the Garden of Eden was made by Adam and Eve, though all of their posterity had to pay the price of the fall. Milton addresses that eloquently in Books 1 through 11. A second paradise is lost now. That paradise was lost beginning with the evil tyrant Nimrod, who, like Lucifer, exceeded the power allotted by God to man. Rather than dominion over the animals, Nimrod wanted dominion over other men, making them slaves to his will. Loss of liberty is the second paradise lost. In Milton's eyes, the Tower of Babel represents, not Adam's, but mankind's willful disobedience to God and the boundaries of power he has set. The loss of freedom is the new paradise lost, and that is because mankind willfully turned against God.
0: To whom thus Michael? Shortly thou abhorrest that son, whom on the quiet state of man such trouble brought, affecting to subdue rational liberty, yet know withal since thy original lapse true liberty is lost, which always with right reason dwells twined, and from her hath no individual being. Reason in man obscured or not obeyed immediately inordinate desires and upstart passions catch the government from reason, and to servitude reduce man till then free. Therefore, since he permits within himself unworthy powers to reign over free reason, God in judgment just subjects him from without to violent lords who oft as undeservedly enthralled his outward freedom, tyranny must be, though to the tyrant thereby no excuse. Yet sometimes nations will decline so low from virtue, which is reason, that no wrong but justice and some fatal curse annex deprive them of their outward liberty, their inward lost.
1: In his life's work, And at the peril of his own life, Milton championed freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, religious tolerance, freedom of conscience. Milton hated tyranny and advocated the execution of Charles I, King of England. He argued for the right to divorce. He opposed state religion. He argued for the abolition of the Church of England. For Milton, the Tower of Babel represents not just the confusion of languages but all mankind's rebellion against God. The second paradise lost and the loss of free will, freedom, agency, and liberty came about through the actions of evil men, evil governments, and misuse of religious authority. He did not believe the church had the right to impose its authority on anyone, and people had the right to follow their own conscience. He believed in rational liberty.